Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to episode 274 of the Plan Simple podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you today to Melissa Dealey, an integrative health practitioner focused on brain and gut health. I know it doesn't sound that sexy, but gut health can be really hard to wrap our minds around. It's inside. We can't see it. It doesn't sound particularly appealing, and yet it can have such big effects. And that is exactly why I want Melissa um, to have a conversation with us today. Because I found over the years of coaching women through health goals, and for a lot of that, that of us, that has to do with sometimes eating healthier food, releasing weight. The motivation of like needing to fit into skinny jeans or needing to look a different way or not feeling enough in our bodies, it's something I think it's a story we have to get out of as women. And yet there is so much value in eating well. And when we start to look at things like our brain and our gut, I feel like the why behind that can really resonate with some of us. And so I try to get folks on this podcast who can help us really discover a strong why for why we would even take time to make healthy dinners, take time to eat well, and take time to sometimes battle cravings that we're, you know, wanting to indulge in and sometimes feeling bad that we're not indulging them. And so I love having these conversations. We've had quite a few of them on this podcast. So I'm really excited to have this one with Melissa. So I'm going to introduce her more officially in a minute. But before I do that, um, we are just coming out of just the most fun challenge. If you haven't, if you weren't part of that or you didn't do it, definitely go back and listen to them in order. I'm leaving them up as podcast episodes. It was super fun, and that led into an enrollment period in Flow365, which is pretty much coming to an end as this podcast is going live. And it's just been so amazing to see this new group of women stepping into what it is that they really want and how they're going to make it happen. Always fun to watch. And so as we step into sort of the next season around here, um, we're going to have some amazing podcasts coming up. So just looking forward in May, at the end of May is my birthday. So I consider May my birthday month. And so I decided I would do something fun, which is both have conversations and reflect on lessons with past and current teachers of mine, people that I have invested in learning with. Um, because learning in my adult life and leaning into different goals and what I don't know about them has been so important um, to me and my evolution as a human, as a mother, as an entrepreneur, as somebody who's going to stay healthy, all the things. So I'm pulling in some of those teachers in May um, so that we can all learn from them together. And you can see how this has played out in my life, how I even fit this in. That's my other um, purpose in doing this is to really show you how I fit these teachers into what seems 
to many like a very full life. So that's coming up. Also coming up in July is camp. I'm so excited. We're going to do a week of camp. There's going to be pieces of it that are free, pieces of it that you can upgrade to get in on. It's really focused on motherhood, entrepreneurship, and just having some fun and learning some skills that we don't always give ourselves time for. So there will be things like cooking classes, and there will be networking, and there will be some fun movement that's happening. I don't want to give it all away. It's going to be super fun, and we'll have more and more coming out about it soon, Um, but that is coming up in July, and I'm really excited for that. We'll also be having some important live conversations during that. It's just going to be so good. Um, So that's what's coming up, and we have just a fun podcast season ahead. So if you want to be helpful If you want to help um, get the podcast out to more people, which is hugely helpful to us, um, go leave a review on iTunes. For whatever reason, the way that the world works right now with the algorithm, that is what helps us the most to get our podcast in front of more people and come up in search results is when we get more reviews. So I'm just going to read you two that were recently left because it's so fun to read these. So Kelsey recently left a review where the title says, like having a personal life coach. I've been listening to the Plan Simple podcast for a few years, and it has helped me be a better mom, as well as given me the inspiration and doable changes I need to follow my dreams and not only take care of my family um, in the most intentional way, but also take care of myself so that I can show up as the best version of myself. The interviews are always helpful to some area of my life, and Mia has a great down-to-earth style that makes it feel like you are hearing from a friend each time you listen to a podcast. Thank you so much. I think it's Khalees. All right, one more left by Roloco says, plan simple makes life easier. Mia offers such a clear and inspired way of approaching life with a thoughtful and kind planning structure. She guides from her own explorations and experiences and communicates clearly what has been impactful in her life. She shares her experiences, knowledge, and insights generously. Be prepared for your life to shift in lovely and gentle ways. Thank you so much, both of you ladies, and we, I will keep doing this because it's fun. So leave a review and perhaps yours will be read. And I'm forgetting actually maybe the most important of all announcements, but stay tuned next week because I think then we will be announcing the release of the new version of the Flow Planner. It has been a long time coming. We were in the process of heading into a launch when everything shut down last spring and due to fulfillment and shipping and printing and everything that was going on around the world, it made it impossible to move forward. So we printed in all sorts of strange ways to get the women in flow their calendars and their planners. And we sort of laid low um, for everyone else. And now, I think it's been three years after the initial planner came out, we've worked with hundreds of women going through the different planning pages, and we've really seen you know, what worked, what could be improved on, what was missing. And so this new version, which Women in Flow have been working with for over six months now, um, is out. And it's it's just, it's so good. I'm so excited. And it's going to, we we are printing it and fulfilling it in a way that will work um, 
no matter what's going on in the world. So I'm really excited for that. So look for that coming out soon. Share it with your friends. We might even have some giveaways, but just stay tuned. That's going to be really, really exciting. And I'm really excited for that. All right. Let me introduce you to Melissa a little bit more formally. Melissa is an integrative health practitioner, registered health coach, speaker, and host of her um, own podcast, Don't Wait for Your Wake-Up Call. Melissa neither diagnoses nor cures, but helps bring our body back into balance by helping you discover your toxic load and then removing the toxins. Melissa gets to the root cause of your health issue using functional medicine lab tests that help you see inside your body to know exactly what is going on. And then she provides a personalized wellness protocol using natural herbs and supplements. Melissa's business is 100% virtual and she specializes in holding your hand and guiding the way to healing so that you don't have to figure it all out on your own. And I'm going to get her on in one second. You will see her kind nature once we're in conversation. And I just want to give you all as many resources as possible just to always understand that we really are meant to feel well. And I think when I first started this whole business, and it was still called Plan Simple Meals, one of the quotes that I had up that I read every day was by um, Dr. Joel Furman. And the gist of it was basically how bamboozled we've been <laughs> that our kids have runny noses all the time and that they have bags under their eyes and that they get sick all the time. Like none of this was how we are supposed to be as humans. And I think it's so easy to forget. It's easy to forget how well we are allowed to feel, how well we should feel. And I definitely went through this exploration myself over 12 years ago um, and had this amazing experience of ridding myself of seasonal allergies and a whole bunch of chronic things that were going on with me. And I revisited again recently with being 45 and heading into, a, I guess, what one would call perimenopause and just thinking that I had this new normal of energy and all the things <laughs> and moods and, you know, my body was changing. And I too took food, took it into my hands with nutrition and supplements. And you'll meet one of my teach another one of my teachers, Tess, um, in a couple of weeks. You've met her a couple of times, but she really helped me in that understanding that I had more control right now than I even knew I had. And, and I teach this. So I love getting people who really trust in the body and can help us understand why we would spend time on food and nutrition and supplements and making sure we're healthy. So with no further ado, Let's meet Melissa. Melissa, welcome to the Plan Simple podcast. I'm so, so excited to have you here today and to be jumping into this topic. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here as well. All right. So here's one of the things that interests me most about this topic, and I'm hoping that we can, over the course of this episode, really give people maybe a little bit building up their why think about thinking about health this way. So it's interesting because, and I have this definitely from personal experience that in building up my gut health, my sort of why to get into that had more to do with um, 
my weight and like the outward appearances and less focused on me being my healthiest self. And I find this a lot with clients who are trying to have health goals that it's just, it's really hard to wrap your mind around like what's happening inside of you and how making that a better story would really better your life. Does that make sense? And it so makes I makes total sense. <laughs> so I feel like I'm super excited to dive into this topic and just understand like why it's so important to think about our gut and like how we can improve it and just starting to get a little bit excited about a topic that maybe doesn't feel that exciting to all of us when we first hear about it. That's so true. And I love what you said about it's often an outward appearance that drives us to take action versus something we can't see, right? Yeah. It's out of sight, out of mind. And I totally get it. But as we learn more and more about the gut, it's so critical to be prioritizing it. And it's interesting because way back at the beginning of time, Hippocrates said, all disease starts in the gut. Mm. And we've come full circle where the science now proves that. But the gut science or science around our microbiome, which is a fancy term that's being thrown around now, is so new. It's only in the last five to seven years that we've really been coming to understand the importance of our gut health. And one of the things that I love knowing is that 90 to 95% of all disease is triggered by the environment we create inside our body. Mm. And that's really empowering because that understanding that gives you a choice. The choice in the environment that you set up inside your body. And I want to teach people how to create an environment that is inhospitable to disease, which we can absolutely do if we know how and if we have the awareness that we even need to be doing that. Does that make I, sense? Oh my gosh, so much sense. So let's dive into some of the things. Like, I mean, I know that gut health really can help us not have many of the diseases that we, you know, could otherwise have, you know, we all know people who, um, you know, have hopefully like survived diseases, but definitely their, you know, their life has been turned upside down by disease. Some of some, I'm sure all of us know people who've actually, you know, their life has ended because of disease. So, but, but I still feel like that concept is abstract to us as humans, right? Like it's not going to be me or, uh, you know, I, I don't know. So let's, let's dive into like what some of those connections are. So like, like how, can we, how can we get more specific around this idea? Like what are some of the things, like what are, I, maybe what are some of the success stories you've seen in people healing their gut and then somehow, you know, not, being super sick from a specific illness. Right. So I just want to backtrack for one okay. second there as to what you were talking about is that we have been taught largely that if we get sick, we go to the doctor, they give us yes. a pill and we get better. Right. And yeah. so as a result, we tend to take our health for granted. And I have a quote that I love, which is man can have a thousand dreams until he doesn't have his health. And then he has but one because all you want to do is get better at that point, right? Right. And so I like to suggest to people, why wait to get sick? 
because look at all of the lost time you have once you are sick, whether it's lost time with your family, lost time getting things done in your business, just lost time lying in bed, feeling like crap, wishing you were better. And that's even if you have a mild illness, let alone if you have a disease, right? So I like to teach people to be proactive in their health and teach people how to be proactive in their health, which isn't taught through our education system or mainstream medical. And a question that I like to ask is, health isn't, it's more of a statement, health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. So we need to reframe our thoughts on health. And another favorite quote that I have is, The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. So if we want a different outcome, we have to do things differently. Yeah, I I actually, so I feel like I share this story a lot here, but I know there's always new listeners and we're new friends. So you might not know this story about me, but you know, I got into all of this planning stuff because, and I, it started with the food. And one of the reasons I'm so passionate about planning is because I really want especially women, to just be able to create the space for planning their food alongside their families and their meaningful work and all the things. And I feel like so often we're siloed that the food piece gets left aside. But the way that I came to this was by way of my own health journey, which 100%, 100% started from the outside. Like I had had three kids, I had gained 85 pounds, and I was determined that I was going to get my life back and 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 the weight was like the most tangible piece but i tell people all the time that it melted away like it didn't even matter by the time i was losing the weight which did feel like it happened very fast because it, within the first week i got my period which had never happened without medicine in my whole entire life even though i had had managed to have three kids I realized that I didn't need to take allergy medicine that I had taken every day of my life. Like literally I was the person who had like crying eyes every, like was triggered all the time. And it was gotten so in the way of my life, but I just thought it was normal. That went away after about 10 days and I've never looked back. And I also, at least twice a year, my eardrum burst my whole entire life. And I had to take that led to antibiotics and all sorts of other stuff. And that has not happened since. So it's like, I didn't even know I was sick. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and thank goodness I had this outward thing that made me look at my food and heal my gut. But I just always am thinking like, what if I had just had the awareness that like I could feel better and I didn't like, this wasn't normal. And I think so often we just think that what we're putting up with is normal. It's so true. And I love that you say that you actually gave me goosebumps through my whole body because it is so true that I love to ask my clients, just how good are you willing to allow yourself to feel? Yeah. As we move from childhood to adulthood and we just get into our busy lives, we don't notice those tiny little incremental changes in how we feel on a day-by-day basis, just like we don't see our own children grow. Right. Right. And it's somewhere down the line. We have an aha, like I have complete brain fog. I just, I can't think straight. When did that happen? And it almost feels like we just woke up with that today, but we didn't. That's been happening for a long time because of 
us just not focusing on our health and the things that we're setting up inside our body. And of course, when it comes to brain fog, it is related to gut health because of that gut brain connection. So I have a quiz that I have all of my clients start with, which is the toxic load quiz to determine our toxic load. And I love to ask people, are your trash cans overflowing? And of course, I'm not talking about the ones on the street. I'm <laughs> talking about the one inside our body, our liver and our kidneys, which are our own detox system. But when they get overburdened with a lifetime of eating and having toxins get into our body through our food, through our waterways, through the air, etc., they get bogged down and can't function as well as they used to in terms of getting those toxins out. So they get stuck in our body, sometimes stored in fat to keep them out of our bloodstream. But that causes signals within our body to turn on disease. And it, again, starts off with very small symptoms. It could be we start having allergies. It could be we start having food intolerances. It could be brain fog. And so this quiz takes people through all the different parts of their body, their eyes, their nose, their ears, etc., and symptoms that they're going to score with a zero or a one or a two as to how frequently they experience them. And it's very often the first time somebody connects, oh, that symptom's not seasonal or that symptom isn't because of this. And they realize that this is all as a result of the environment they've created inside their body. And when we clean that up, starting off with a functional medicine liver detox and then move forward with whatever else they want to do with their health, they notice improvements right away. And it's just that starting point for them to realize oh my goodness, I've been suffering without knowing I've been suffering as is exactly your case. So interesting. And actually it's funny because I have talked to a lot of like medical professionals and, and people who do this like you um, for a living. And I have never thought of what I did that way that you just framed it, which is, or I've never had that, like I've never connected those dots for myself that those things that I just explained were symptoms of something bigger that could have happened down the line. And I stopped them, which is so empowering, right? Like who knows exactly. what I stopped, but like, <laughs> that's so cool. I'm going to write that down and remember that <laughs> because I really do like, like, you know, cause I'm always dealing on a dated, like on the day to day of people's lives. And we talk all the time about how all planning it, well, all planning is, is, your past self, giving your future self a gift of what it is that you need to do today. And when we start to think about it that way, it's just that our, our, our brain has just a harder time in the moment, you know, making the right choices. But if we're really focused on the future instead of the, because I think a lot of times we go to the past, especially with food, it's like, but like that brownie recipe of my grandmother, you know, it's like, I would, feel awful if I couldn't have that because I wouldn't have that connection to her or whatever it is for us. Right. Or, and we somehow feel deprived when we make these changes that we may have to make to clean up our gut. And, but when you think of it really in that future, like that future version of yourself, it's like, why would I do these things to my body? Like, why would I be creating this much clutter? It's like living in a house full of stuff. It is. It absolutely is. And I love that definition of your past self giving your future self a gift because I'm a planner too. And I teach planning because first of all, when we plan, we're much less likely to fail, but we're also much less likely to get into a place of overwhelm, yeah. which just triggers us to get stuck. Right. Yeah. 
And so planning meals is, is really important. And especially when I'm changing the way somebody eats, I know that can be hard. We have a lifetime of emotional attachment, as you mentioned, to the way we've eaten, but the way we've eaten is no longer serving us. And so we do need to shift that. And as a result, having people plan, I provide recipes, meal plans, shopping lists to make it easier. And through an app also contact with me so that they can ask questions when they have questions because we all have questions when we're trying something new and having that level of support really helps people be successful in changing the way they eat but the other beautiful thing is that just a few days in like literally for most people three four five days into this we're starting to feel way better because the body is so good at healing when we create the environment for it to be able to do so and that is very motivating because when we start feeling better, we're like, oh my God, this is working. I'm doing it right. And for many people I work with, they've been trying for a long time, a couple years, multiple years to heal themselves. And so that moment they start feeling better is so empowering for them to stay on track and keep going. I love that. And I, I really love that... Um... I just love that idea of the body having so much power of us having so much power over our health, because obviously we're led to believe such a different story of needing all these medicines. And I really truly feel like I've experienced that. Um, you know, I have three children, so I'm not going to say I never get sick because, you know, they're bringing home stuff, but I have to say, especially on the, you know, in the midst of this pandemic world that we currently live in, like, I don't have a lot of fear about getting sick um, because I just have a lot of faith in my body and I have a lot of faith in what I'm giving my body. And I, you know, and I take all the precautions that I should be taking of, you know, mask and washing hands and all those stuff. But I also feel that if for some reason I got it anyway, I would, I would be able to recover because my body would know how to do that. And I'm giving it the things it needs to do that. So I love that. And I come from the same place as well. You know, if we all do what we're supposed to be doing and the recommendations to stay healthy, then I believe our immune system, a healthy immune system, is the best defense we have against COVID or helping us recover from, um, you know, this pandemic. If we were to get it, I don't wish it upon anyone. Yep. But like you, I don't have a lot of fear of it either. So... Okay. So I feel like I have um, two different types of people I know who are listening because they're the people who end up in our, in our planning programs um, and the people I hear from. And um, so I know we have a community of people who are dealing with autoimmune disease or some sort of not feeling well and are definitely at that point where they've tried a lot and still don't feel well. Cause I hear that a lot in my community. Um, so I would love to give them a first step. And then, then I know there's probably people listening who, you know, are here through a different entryway, not their health, who are like all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, like, you know, weight wasn't my thing, but how awesome that I could be healthier and, and what's my first step. So can we address maybe what, what, what you would recommend is, is if somebody's going to um, really take their best next step, what that might look like from your perspective? Sure. So 
what I do in my work is I use the power of functional medicine labs to help people see inside their body. That part that we were talking about before, when we can't see it, we don't know what's going on, so we ignore it, right? Well, these labs help us know exactly what's going on inside your body. And whether you do these labs as a baseline for prevention because you feel amazing right now, and it's great to have that baseline for when things do shift so we can run them again and then see you know, that difference and where the body has moved out of balance and know exactly how to put together a wellness protocol for you. Or for people that are struggling with autoimmune disease, the the trigger of that is very often leaky gut. And leaky gut is when we get little tiny holes in the lining of our gut and we have, um, think of it like a fence with all of the pylons vertically and then they start kind of leaning away from each other and separating and there's gaps in the fence well that's like the gaps in our lining of our gut that let pathogens into our bloodstream whether it be small pieces of food or um, bacteria fungus maybe it's antibiotics if you're taking a course of antibiotics and then the liver has to work so much harder to try and cleanse our bloodstream etc 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 and so we need to figure out okay what triggered that leaky gut and remove that and then help the gut lining heal. And so again, there's a lab test that allows me to see, do you have bacterial overgrowth? Do you have fungus, mold, parasites, etc.? And once we know that, we can create a wellness protocol that will help kill off the pathogens that we don't want and get them out of the body And then once they're removed from the body, then we use another protocol to help heal that gut lining so that it gets nice and tight again and we're not letting pathogens through into our bloodstream. And throughout that process, you're eating us from a diet that I call the sensitive gut guide. And that all of that together, it takes about 24 weeks, but profound difference for people in terms of their autoimmune disease, their symptoms, et cetera, et cetera. That may not be enough time to fully heal, but it will be enough time to have marked improvement for that individual in terms of their symptoms and give them great understanding on how they can continue moving forward and the way their body wants them to eat. And that's what's critical is we all have to figure out the way our body wants us to eat. It's not about If I do the keto diet, I'm going to lose weight because he did, she did, so on and so forth. Or if I do the paleo diet, that's going to be the diet for me. Really what we have to figure out is listening to our body. What is the way that our body wants us to eat? There are as many diets on this planet as there are people because our microbiomes are all different and we have to eat the way our body wants us to eat. So just going back to something that you said previously was... Um, alluding to changing the way we eat and you know feeling deprived in our eating and not having grandma's brownies, etc. That I like to ask people to shift the way they think about the way they eat from the sense of instead of being deprived, it's I get to eat this to serve my body because we're always giving different options and some delicious recipes and new ways of eating, but it's a choice. I get to eat this. And, you know, when you hear that people are vegan or vegetarian, they don't go around saying, oh, I, I'm, I'm vegan. I'm feeling deprived about it, right? They've made that choice to be vegan and they're proud of it and often encouraging other people to become vegan. Or if they're vegetarian, same thing. It's not, 
oh, I don't get to eat steak, I'm vegetarian. They're very often saying, I'm vegetarian, I'm not going to eat that, right? It's a choice. And so we have to shift our mindset into a place of getting to choose rather than feeling deprived. Yeah, I was just about, it's funny, I was just about, we must be on the same wavelength. I was just, literally just about to share that story because, you know, I hear that a lot. And I love the idea of the 24 weeks and really going from knowledge. Cause I, I do feel like sometimes it takes us longer than it needs to, because we probably don't have that Intel from that kind of test. Um, and so that, that can be frustrating, but when people ask me, you know, I haven't had gluten or dairy in 12 years since I went on my initial sort of detox myself. Um, I've had moments of like sugar and caffeine, you know, in, within that paradigm of no gluten and no dairy, and, and recently in my 45-year-old, whatever phase this is of my hormones, which wasn't so fun for a minute, you know, I did shift away from the sugar and I feel so good. And I, I've probably, I'm probably actually, let me think how long I, so I'm like a hundred days into like a, a little bit of a shift in what I thought was a very healthy diet, but my, my hormones had just shifted and I needed to shift a little bit with them. But I'm saying all this because in the 12 years, if I go to a party or if, you know, something comes in, like somebody gives me something or whatever, like I never feel deprived. Like I have not had that feeling about, I've had it about other things, but I have not had that feeling about food in, in a very long time because I feel good. And exactly. that drives more like, and, and so I think sometimes when we're having that thought, it's before we've had the moment of feeling well. Right. Yes. So it's like we need you, we do need to put in the hard work of that 24 weeks. Is that how long you said? 24. Yes. Weeks. Yeah. We do need to put in that time. Um, and then on the other side of that, I feel like that's where the promise is. Like you have to maybe deal with your mind then, but you're, there's a lot in that for your mind, a lot of gifts. Absolutely. hundred percent. And even within that 24 weeks, you're starting to feel so much better that it's not like you have to wait till the end of 24 weeks to have any benefit that comes sooner for sure for everyone. And yes, there is that mindset shift and yes, it can be hard, which is why I offer the high level of support that I offer in terms of the connectivity to me to help, you know, cheer people along and just get them through that initial difficult stage to come out the other side where they're feeling better. And then that just keeps them going. And I love that. 24 weeks, you know, somebody might be like, well, that's a long time. But I always like to ask people, but how long have you been suffering? For? Yes. Oh my God. Because it's way longer than 24 weeks by, by the time someone finds me. Yeah. And so that kind of puts it in perspective for people that, yeah, you know, it's been a couple of years and 24 weeks really isn't that long. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. So I think we like went on a tangent at some point when I asked you the specific question about disease, but I think that's okay. Yes. I feel like we've given people enough to understand that they can go away from that. But the, the question I guess I would like to close with is that I very on purpose was focused on us as adults, you know, mostly people listening to this are, are women and moms. Um, mm -hmm. And I do that on purpose because I do believe that leading by example is the best way to change our family. And, you know, and the story that I know is the story I had, which is I pretty much 
changed my own food while either my husband was always a good cook. So he, if he was home to cook, then the meals were really good. And if he wasn't, the meals weren't that good, but I was taking care of myself. And then at some point that caught up and I was able to like give back what I was getting. Um, so I do believe in that oxygen mask model. Um, and there are different things possibly that our kids are suffering with that this same thing helps, like that the gut helps. So can, can we go through some of those things? Because I feel like that's really important right now in this time that we realize some of the things that we are either medicating or totally frustrated by or whatnot that can really be helped by diet for, for our kids and maybe something we want to consider. Absolutely. And the interesting thing is that our microbiome starts at birth at the moment that the baby passes through the vaginal birth canal and gets mom's microbes all over their little body. That is the start of the development of their microbiome. And it's not fully developed until about age three. And it actually goes back four generations. And so the health of mom's, grandma's, great grandma's microbiome oh, impacts so the child's microbiome. Exactly. And so what's even more interesting is that our kids innately know the foods that their body likes and doesn't like to eat, but they don't often have a voice. And in the convenience of, you know, being a family cohort, we make one meal, we put it on the table. And, you know, I used to say to my kids, this is what you're getting, eat it, <laughs> right? That's what I heard when I was a child. I was just doing the same thing. And it's interesting because when we give them a voice, and I know it's hard because sometimes they're just acting up, but when we give them a voice, they do truly know. An example of this is my own daughter. Um, she was struggling and putting her head down at um, school after lunch every day and couldn't function for the rest of the day. And I didn't know what was going on. And I took her to the doctor and the doctor said, oh, all little girls get tummy aches. She'll grow out of it. And my question was, but how long will that take? And why is she getting these tummy aches? I want to understand it. If I know that I can help her heal. And I wasn't in the wellness field at that time, either. I was in the corporate world. And so I had to go about this myself. And that's when I found holistic health, found lab testing, figured out she was um, allergic to wheat or, or intolerance to wheat and dairy. And then was left to my own devices to figure it out. Well, I did. That's so funny. I, <laughs> I had like literally the exact same story. So, yeah. 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 So figured it out, removed those from her diet. But one of the things that I did as, you know, busy working mom trying to get out the door was I started giving her eggs for breakfast. That's healthy, right? And about a month later, we took her back for testing. And through that time, she kept saying, I don't want another egg, mommy. I don't like eggs. I don't want eggs. But I'm just trying to give her something healthy to start her day that doesn't have dairy and doesn't have wheat in it. And I kept feeding her eggs and making her eat them. And a month later, I found out she's highly intolerant to eggs now that I've done this to her. And it was kind of that aha moment of, I need to listen to my child because she, if she listens to her body, it tells her what she can eat and she needs to be able to communicate that to me. And so going back to our gut and the development, you know, from babyhood all the way through is each of us has to find the right way to eat for our body. And when we're not eating the right way, it can show up as learning disabilities, as behavioral issues. And when we look into that and we change the food, it very often will help alleviate those issues. 
and not to mention a little microbiome that's out of balance. There could be bacterial overgrowth. There could be parasites. There could be yeast, etc. All sorts of things can be going on inside their little bodies too. And that can um, result in poor absorption of the vitamins and minerals that they're getting through food, but they're just not getting enough. It's not being absorbed. And where, when they're deficient in those, again, it can trigger learning disabilities and behavioral issues. And when we understand that, we can improve all of that simply by healing the gut and adding back in supplements to support the deficiencies until such time that their little body comes back into balance. I love that. And I'm so glad you shared that about the learning disabilities and ADD because I've just watched that and I, I, it's hard. And um, I have a very similar story with my daughter, like she started, so, so same exact thing we were told by the doctor. She's just, lots of babies are intolerant to dairy. Um, so just wait till she's two. Um, and she was just like, so unhappy, you know, she couldn't talk, but she was so unhappy. And of course, the second she turned 18 months or whatever the two or whatever the time was where he had actually said, it's fine. We're like, oh my gosh, she can have yogurt or whatever. Like we were all excited for whatever reason about giving her this thing that at some point had made her so miserable. And she very quickly started, you know, not loving life, not wanting to go to school. And she had awful eczema. And one day, you know, I, and it was already after I had changed my food, but a teacher was like, have you ever thought of taking out dairy? And I don't think she ever thought I would do it because like 48 hours she called back and she was like, what did you do? You have like a different child. And we had just done it like right away. And I don't know, it was just, it was such an amazing, such a quick change. And then a couple years later we had successfully taken out dairy and she, um, started vomiting at school and she would constantly get sent home because if you do that, you're sick. But she would be like, mom, I'm not sick. Like, I feel fine. I want to stay. And we, at that point we realized gluten was the trigger and we were able to take that out. And she really did know, like she knew the things that weren't making her feel good. And then later we had the same egg thing. So it's amazing (laughs) how they really do. They really do know. And I just have to, I just have to put the caveat in that though. Like they don't know that they're supposed to eat macaroni and cheese and pizza. We at some point introduced that. So I think it's really important to like be able to separate, like they know within this like collective, like healthy group that we can do. And then of course they're going to want more of all the like, you know, highly addictive processed foods because all humans do. But I think that's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about like, I only want to eat macaroni and cheese. Like that's not, that's not the nuance. Like we're being a little bit more nuanced than that. (laughs) So I just want to clarify. (laughs) Yes, we are. And yes, that processed food is highly addictive and very deliberately addictive with sugar added, with salt added in order to create that addiction. So we buy more because, you know, our food industry, our medical industry, our big pharma industry are all for profit. And all decisions are based on optimizing shareholder return as opposed to optimizing human health, which is really a massive frustration I have with our broken system today. And so yes, processed food is highly addictive and kids see other kids eating it and they want it. And, you know, what I did for my daughter through that period was I baked her gluten-free cupcakes at home. And then I would send them with her to a birthday party so that she didn't eat the cake 
that the other kids were having, but she had her own piece, you know, cupcake to have and enjoy. Right. And there was a lot of adaptations like that, but she was perfectly fine with that because she knew how she felt if she ate gluten and wheat. And she knew that if she ate the cupcake that I gave her, that she wasn't going to feel awful afterwards. And so you often think that, oh, they're never going to agree to that. But once they start to feel better and know how good they can feel, they do agree because they don't want to feel awful. They want to be able to enjoy the rest of the party and not be vomiting or sitting in the corner with massive tummy ache, et cetera. Yeah, I love that. And, and, it, and it really does. I think a lot of us go into it thinking that we're going to be fighting them the whole way. And we may be in the first week or two, it, like it's the same thing as fighting ourselves maybe in those first, you know, weeks <laughs> that we make the change, right? It's not so different than that if we think of that, but which is one of the reasons actually that I really do recommend us putting our oxygen masks on first, because I feel like then we have this just different groundedness and conviction around staying through that hard piece but every child wants to be able to concentrate. Like every child wants to not have stomach aches. Like, like they don't want to miss out and be home. Like there's so many things that they don't want to have. And once they experience it, they're just as smart as we are, if not smarter, um, especially the little ones, are, I think are probably more intuitive because they don't have all the garbage that we have. I totally and, agree. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so I think it's really important to, to, to experiment with that and see how we can help them. So thank you. Absolutely. And I just want to add one thing, because you mentioned ADD, ADHD before. Yep. But there are a lot of drugs out there that kids are being put on and diagnosed early and given, you know, kind of a life sentence of requiring this drug. And I just want to invite people to get a second opinion because very often these things can be support, can be supported through natural healing remedies and protocols, herbs, supplementation in order to bring the body back into balance, support its deficiencies. And the symptoms of that have taken you to the doctor in the first place are very often alleviated. So don't just accept there's only one way. There are options out there. And that's my message to the world is to give people options in their healing journey. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time today. I feel like I'm hoping everyone learned a lot and is inspired to either help your child or help yourself or pass this on to somebody who you know um, might this might really help them. So Melissa, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. My website is betterbrainhealth.info. I'm actually currently rebranding and about to launch, but that website will be tagged to the the new one absolutely. So betterbrainhealth.info. And I'm on Facebook also as Better Brain Health, Instagram as Better Brain Health, and LinkedIn simply as Melissa Dealey. Awesome. And we will link all those up in the show notes. So thank you so much for your time today. Is there anything else that I've missed that you want to leave people with or have we covered it all? I think we've pretty much covered it all, but a little quick story that I love to share is that um, back in ancient China, the doctors didn't get paid if their villagers got sick. Ooh. And I love that because they were motivated to teach their villagers and get them out exercising and teach them how to look after themselves, et cetera, et cetera. And in my ideal world, we would eventually get back to that <laughs> because I would love to see all of us from the top down, uh, governments down, really teaching people to prioritize their health. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. 
Okay. Thank you so much. And this was just wonderful. And I'm really excited for everyone to dive in. And it's, this is coming out at a time of year when I think we're all thinking about this. So thanks. Exactly. Well, thanks so much for having me. I've loved being here with you. And if anybody wants to learn more, I'm here and please do reach out. Thank you. All right. At the end of every episode, I always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where real change happens. And here's the cool thing about action. We always think that change is so big that it's going to be so hard and we're going to have to overhaul our whole lives. But I have found over and over again that the little things add up. And so if we can just take on one doable change at a time, really lean into it, make it a priority, schedule it, all the things, make space for it. Over time, we stack those. And if we do one a week after a year, we have at least 50 new things that we have tried and many will be part of our life. And so I always share three doable changes so that you have some choice, but really do think of this as a stacking exercise. Choose one now. And if two of these resonate with you, maybe take the other one for next week. All right, here are the three doable changes that I extracted from my talk with Melissa. Number one, notice how you feel. Spend a week really noticing how your body feels. Do you have stomach aches, headaches? Are you stuffed up or feeling like allergies are literally weighing you down all the time? Do you feel lethargic? Maybe you feel lethargic everywhere. Maybe you feel lethargic in certain parts of your body or certain times of day. Do parts of your body actually hurt? Do you feel heavy or weighted down? These are just a few of the questions you can ask yourself. And do a body scan. Notice what feels good, what feels off somehow. And notice what you've told yourself was just normal for you. What if you told yourself was just aging? That was a big one for me. What if you started from the premise that not feeling good isn't normal? And so how I would put this in action in a week is I would literally set an alarm on my phone with a really kind sound associated with it so it doesn't startle me. And I would do that a couple times a day. And when the alarm goes off, I would just close my eyes. And for two or three minutes, I would literally take a journey with closed eyes through my body and notice like, oh, I do have a little bit of a cramp in my stomach or, oh, my foot is hurting me or weird. Like my back is like a little bit kinky. And maybe you get a solution right there. You know, like I need a glass of water or I have to stand up and stretch. But also this is just intel for you understanding what keeps coming up for you. So I would also write it down in that moment. And if you spend a week doing that, you will have this breadth of knowledge about you, which then can serve you in trying to make it so that you feel better, which is so important. All right. So number one, notice how you feel. Make a practice of noticing how you feel. Number two, get testing. Functional health testing can help you figure out what's happening inside, right? The things that we can't see and very often the things that 
Well, our Western medicine doctors don't always see <laughs> or don't always test for. That information can save you a lot of time and visits to doctors and maybe medicines that you don't really want to take. And it can give you information to start making plans on healing or actually just even starting to make changes that will help your body feel good. So I have found this testing very useful and I do highly recommend it as a tool for figuring out what's going on. Number three, make it a choice. I love this wording of this one. And by the way, these doable changes, I have a team member who helps me do them every week. And so it's so fun to go in and go back and forth once they come out of the um, show notes. And I love the wording of make it a choice because this is one I share quite often, which is also could be known as know your why right? So make it a choice. Know that the food choices you make are to make your body function well and feel good, all right? Know why you are changing your eating and focus on your why instead of saying, I can't have gluten or I can't have dairy. How often do we focus on what we can't have instead of what we can? So instead, try saying, I can have X, I can have this fruit, I can have these veggies, I can have this amazing cake I learned how to make with the ingredients that make me feel good. You can say, I'm choosing foods that make me feel good, or you can say, I'm choosing foods that make me feel, and then you'd fill in your why, that make me not have a stomach ache, or make my allergies go away, or are going to help me with my hormonal balance, right? And there's different answers to all those things, and there's different answers for everybody. And so really tuning in that to that for you is so helpful, and I find that wording can really change a journey. So I love that one. So again, our three doable changes. Notice how you feel. Make a practice of that. Try getting testing, functional medicine testing. And number three, really Focus on your wording so that you make your health a choice. All right, those are the three doable changes. Again, don't go all in on all of them. Choose one, stack them over a couple of weeks and see what happens. And I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. And in the meantime, if you liked what you heard here, do us a big favor. Go over to iTunes, subscribe so you can get the next episode, and then rate and review this episode or rate and review the podcast in general so that more people can find it. The more ratings and reviews we have, the more people, when they're searching for things that might help them, our podcast will come up. All right? Okay, I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliments you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.